So you people have been complicit with these pharmaceutical giants all these years. People have been getting injured and killed. And we, uh, I don't think I mentioned last time we talked, but there's a vaccine reporting system uh, in America that we have with the CDC. And it's on their website. You can check it out. And the news was released, I think it's last week. But they had, as of last week, they had over 95, excuse me, 4,500 deaths directly attributed to COVID shots and for over 4,500 near deaths attributed oh, wow, to that's COVID a lot. shots. That's huge because the year before, it was like 150 deaths from vaccines. Hello, hello. My name's Grant Edwards, and you're listening to Liberty NZ on Podbean. Well, late last week, I had a conversation with Brother John McClone. John, of course, you know, is a Kentucky street preacher, and he's also a campus preacher. And uh, Brother John, late last week, was just about to fly out to Denver, Colorado, and I caught up with him. Hello, oh. mate. Hello, mate. <laughs> Good evening to you, sir. Good evening to you as well, my friend. <laughs> How's it all going? Been busy, I hear. Oh, very busy. busy. And I uh, hadn't flying out tomorrow to uh, Denver. Oh. Or Denver preaching? Friday, two thousand twenty-one. Yep, preaching uh, Friday, Ooh. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, possibly Monday. Not sure about Friday. Depends on how we feel when we get there. But there will be a preach going on when we fly into town. So. All just, right. Who are you with? Uh, I don't know if you know Rich Pinkowski, uh, Warriors for Christ. He's got a big YouTube uh, channel. Hmm. He's the guy that uh, hosted the last SOPA. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how's it all been going with uh, with your work? Has it been smooth or bumpy with the yeah. um, mask wearing? Bumpy sometimes. Um, hmm. But it's like I, I, the closer I draw to the end of my life, the fat, it's like turbocharging. You know, it's like just go every day is like it's just a blur. <laughs> so busy. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I had a a friend's wife die today, and um, oh, yeah, kind of unexpectedly. And uh, I won't really? I won't mention their names, but no. Yeah. So it's kind of you know didn't uh, they're they're younger than me. I'm sure of that. But wow, was it an accident? No, no, no. She's got, uh, I don't know all the details yet. Mm. Definitely unexpected. Oh, wow, that's that's terrible. Well, it's good in one way if they believe it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're rejoicing. Shock shock to the system. Now, her, yeah, she's praising the Lord. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's with the Lord, absent from the body with the Lord. Yeah, that's good news. No other hope. Oh, no other hope. If the resurrection yeah, isn't true, if the resurrection isn't true, we have no hope. That's right. Um, you shall be getting ready to prepare to come back with the Lord and the angels, uh, as it says in Joel too. Amen. Pretty exciting. Leaping across mountains and up buildings mm. and. Yeah, what, what do you no, call it? Parkour. Is that what? Parkour. That, yep. That, that yeah. Parkour. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Holy well, um, yes. So I, um, as you know, my hard drive is gone. I, I'm starting to realize every now and then I, I realize how much I miss it. Miss mm. <laughs> my hard drive. <laughs> yeah. I was looking for a plan that I'd drawn for this farm that I'm building. I'm going to start mm. work on that in the next few days. And um, of course, that's gone. So, but I 
fortunately the actual list of materials that I need, but I, fortunately I sent it off to a supplier um, in an email, so I was able to check the email down and find the Excel file. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, just as well I sent it off some quotes. Yeah, that's um, a good thing. It, yeah, almost, um, it almost makes the cloud make sense, but you yeah. know, it's like we put our lives, just put it out there on the internet. Yeah, and trust these different companies and corporations that they're going to keep our private information yeah, doesn't, private. Doesn't and, feel right. Yeah, true. Makes you realize you know you could be gone tomorrow anyway, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, um, that's great. That, so you, you, when are you heading off tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow afternoon. Um, head down there to meet yeah, you, at his you, place, did, and then we're going to drive to Nashville. Are you driving? All right. Is that quite a long drive? Uh, to Nashville is a couple and a half hours. Oh, not too bad. Not bad. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. kind of going to kind of going out of my way so I can you know park my car at his homestead and then we'll drive right. into Nashville together get picked oh, off and get picked up Monday night yeah so yeah never been Gee. to Denver I was warned that uh you know preaching it at mile high altitudes will seriously affect your ability to uh, to preach out loud so really yeah when you're not used to it the ether is different oh. at that level so you're in the rarefied air Yes. <laughs> so, uh, people yeah, that yeah. live there, of course, it's it's not a big deal. They're adapted to it. But for yeah. you come in and your your voice box is cold to that kind of thing, and wow. you said you said oh. you'll crack it right away and you won't get it back. Oh well, I I, I didn't even think about that. Hmm. I never did either. I mean, nobody has ever given me that warning. I'm thankful to uh, to hear it before I go, so I'll take it easy. Yeah, I'm glad I know too before I go up Mount Rupehu and start preaching up there. Yeah, and so my, my homosexual <laughs> frenemies will appreciate my uh, calmer uh, tone and demeanor, I'm sure, <laughs> because of the necessity to uh, to not be as passionate as I sometimes get. And, oh, I think you're good. I love you. I'm ha- I like what I hear. Mm. Oh, I had a um a good um something that was worth that's worth sharing. A uh, Maori lady uh, sent a message on my YouTube channel saying that she hadn't heard a New Zealand street preacher before, and did she know of a good fellowship in the town that she's in? And I did. Um, Great. I've got some a family. Uh, over in Dargaville and um, so I said just contact me and uh, I'll I'll give you their contact details and so they, the they have a home, a home church yeah so that's good Praise isn't it yeah so, that is, that's a great report yeah so it's getting to the stage where I didn't have anyone anywhere to send anyone because I sort of feel that all the churches pretty much lost their way right uh, and uh, but this family you know, he him and his wife and his um children are really really working hard for the lord you know they pray for their town once a week up they go up the hill actually and look out over the city and or mm-hmm. town pray yeah. for it and um they've yeah. got a they do outreach they do track work a lot of that mm-hmm. and um i'm current i'm hopefully hopefully him and um another brother will be doing some preaching locally street preaching that's great, brother. Did you ever yeah, hear the uh, the audio clip of George Street? Yeah. Yeah. I did. Yeah, it was, what a great story that was, and well yeah. told. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. He, uh, he didn't think he'd, he'd lead anyone to the Lord. He didn't think he'd. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was great the way that guy told it. Very, very good. Very well done. 
Right. I was so what encouraged by that when I first started uh, doing track ministry because, you know, it does get a little, people are just so snide and snippy and it's only getting worse, yeah. of course, but they would just walk by, put their nose in there and they're so proud, you know, it's just, yeah. I said, well, this is, they, you know, the way they appear to you, Lord, you know, the pride is just so evident. And God hates. I like the way the guy presented it. You know the way he popped out. He sort of popped out the corner and sort of presented it. I can't quite remember the words he used, but it uh, reminded me of an old pastor that I used to do track work with, and he pop out just so pop out and say, "Have you seen one of these before? You know, this is Mm. for you." He'd say, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he'd always dress in his suit and people would sort of think, "Oh, this lovely old man in his seventies. I'll take one of those." (laughs) I have a great track track story to share from yesterday. So I'm getting off of work. And I go to my car, and I, you know, I have a few bumper stickers on my car. Well, they're magnetic, but anyway. So uh, this guy who I'd introduced myself to, and I'll never speak ill of friendship evangelism again because in the last year and a half, oh. I've been at my work at the unnamed mega corporation I worked for. That right. you know, it starts with an A, um, and and is in they, every yeah, town yeah. in the world have to uh, begin a natural relationship with the person before I can just go right into the gospel, you know, heavy hitting uh, mm. with my curveballs and the sliders yeah. and all that stuff. Right? I have to like, Hey, how you doing? What's your name? And how long you've been working here? Get the, you know, have a few chats with them first. Yeah. And so I'm not being friends with the world. I'm just trying to, to, to establish a natural connection anyway. So this, this fellow, that's, Randy, that's pretty, pretty uh, uh, who I, it's a pretty recent, uh, higher and only seen him for a few months and got to introduce myself one time, but he happened to be parking uh, next to me when I was leaving. And so he mm. must have already seen the, the magnetic uh, stickers on my car, uh, bumper stickers. So, so I say, Hey, Randy, how you doing? And Oh, good. Hey, uh, did you see my bumper stick? There's one that's just right below my driver's door. Did you see my bumper stick? Oh yeah, I, I did see those. And, I said, well, what do you think of that? And, you know, just trying to, to connect. Oh, that's good. Right? Trying you, to lead your way in. Yeah. What do you think yeah. of that? Asking him the question. He goes, well, you know, it's the right way. And if you don't, uh, you know, if you don't believe that, you're going to go south, he says. Wow. Oh, that's <laughs> going, good to you. Going south, whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you're going south. But mm. uh, what I, I was describing last night. Going our, down. Yeah, you're yeah. going down. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so I always like to use the law. The law is a hook. The law Beautiful. is the part that's in their hearts. It's programmed by God. It's codified there. Even in the Gentiles uh, do it. Uh, Romans yeah. 2, I believe, says. And so that's a tutor to bring us to Christ. It's perfect converting the soul. Oh, man, this thing is a hook. And so yeah. anyway, so I, 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 I gave him, maybe I've mentioned it to you before. I just so hooked on this way I I. I've been shown to do it. And then, you know, God forbid, Randy, if you died today on the way home, tragic accident, you died. And yeah. before Jesus Christ, do you think. Ray Comfort. Yeah, it's Ray Comfort's thing all in <laughs> yeah. a nutshell, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, do you think you'd be guilty or innocent? And he said, well, I'd be Excellent. guilty. I said, well, where's the good G- uh, judge Jesus Christ going to send you? He says, oh, down. I'm going down. This is so Randy. That, yeah, this is Randy. He's saying this, he's responding. And this is typically, I would say nine out of 10 people res- kind of respond the same way. Now they give, they'll give like different answers. Like, so, well, I'm innocent. And then I'll say, you know, the Bible says nobody's innocent and uh, there's none. Yeah, good. Yeah. 
And so we're not holy enough. That's the problem. And, and because we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So, and then uh, I asked Randy, I said, so, you know, what do you, what do you think? What do you need? Well, I, you know, I, I got baptized when I was young, you know, I think he said eight or 10. And I Hmm. said, well, I'm going to tell you something that you probably never heard before in the church. And God says you might have a broken heart. Psalm 34, God saves that salvation. God saves those who have a broken and regretful heart. And broken about mm-hmm. what, Randy? Broken about your sin and broken about Jesus dying for us on the cross. That must break your heart. Well, then I was done. I said, Randy, would you take one of these? I gave him a gospel track. And you know, I think you've seen my gospel tracks. Let me put a link. Uh, no, no, I haven't. You haven't. You have to. You have to. Are, are they online on your website? Yeah, I, they're free oh, download, sorry. brother. I'll have a look. I'll have a look. No. I might print some out. Print some yeah, out. Yeah, let me. Uh, I'll plagiarize me... them. Change the details. Oh, sure you can. I'll put the uh, author Grant Edwards. Just don't change the scriptures. <laughs> Although that would be lying, and that would be. Uh, yeah, not that. yeah, <laughs> yeah um, no, I won't change see. the scriptures. Like the King James Bible, it'll have a, a royal copyright. That's right. Can't change the, the text, but you, you can copy it. Banners and tracks. <laughs> I'll do that. Thank you. Yeah, you're you're welcome to. Here here we go. Free resources on our website. I'm gonna put it uh, and both. your website is Jesuspreacher. Jesuspreacher.com. That's right. And uh, you Not can to go be to go Jesus Preachers, but Jesus right. Preacher. Yeah, singular. So used yeah. to be uh, plural, but now it's singular. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's see if I can so you gave Randy a track. You're going to send me the one that he you actually gave him. I am. Okay. And so, oh, oh no, that's not the right. How come I didn't copy? Let's see here. Hang on, give me just a moment, brother. Yeah, this is exactly the one I gave him, and it's the mm-hmm. one that's uh, you know, I print like five thousand of these at a time, so they're like two cent, two point three cents a a gospel track. So it's a really good. How, uh, how many would you dish out, say, in a month? How many would you hand out? I should say. Oh, I I haven't been. Uh, I would, yeah. I would say I still do a 30 or 40 a month and that's making sure 30 or 40, I take what thousand, no 30 or 40. That's it in a month. Oh, because I, I, I remember when I first met you, you told me that you would just shout that you, was, oh, I shouldn't say dish out. It sounds terrible. Um, but you'd hand out sometimes when you were preaching, it'll be 400 tracks. Oh yeah. So, I mean, but, but that depends on how often I'm preaching and at the last, yeah year i haven't preached that much because of covid i haven't just haven't been out there i've been working full time so i've only been doing ministry like on the job and like i'll go to walmart i'll hand out a track or two here or there right so i couldn't with with good conscience more more than 30 or 40 maybe 50 if i'm like but when we go these outreaches like for denver pride well yeah it's a little different in pride, they'll tear up. They don't like taking tracks, do they? No, they'll take them, but they'll burn them. And tear <laughs> they'll draw them back and... a bloody stump. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right, brother. That's exactly right. Anyway, so it's. Uh, I'm trying to get this link here. This is just driving me. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I know you are because what I is wrong with here. me? I don't know. There it is. Okay, that's why. I'm you got a lot of here. buttons to push just to get that through. I know. I'm just getting older now. That's the problem. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Think about what you do. Boom, there you go. Must be something wrong with the um, submarine cable that sends Mm. things around the world. Well, it's showing up here. Oh, there it is. Free gospel tract. Obey. That yeah, that's uh, obey Jesus. That's that's Dublin, the Dublin uh, main 
uh, concourse down the middle of Dublin. And I, I love is there, that is, picture. Is there so, a Dublin in America, is there? No, no, this is Ireland. Oh, you were in Ireland preaching? Oh, yeah. Loved oh, it. Oh, great. My country. Then. Did you go there with um, Kerrigan? I did. Yeah, because yeah, right, I, I, I saw that he'd been traveled around Europe a bit. Yeah, did, been... did you go on that trip? Did you? Yeah, I went on that trip. Yeah. Hey, did you go to the one where you went to Sodom and Gomorrah and saw the sulfur balls? No. Were you on that? Mm-mm. Did he that go was there? Interesting. I think so. Oh, really? Yeah. That's great. And and there was people, there were some Israelis sort of barbecuing and mm-hmm. and um wow. and right there was the, the sulfur balls. They were hunting around, they found these sulfur balls. Yeah. That that's would have been fantastic. the ones that God rained down on Sodom and yes. Gomorrah because Sodom. God hates sodomy. Mm-hmm. Well, something I will preach, uh, you know, at the pride parades is God is an equal opportunity condemner. So not just for the homosexual sodomites, but the heterosexual sodomites. Yes, right. That's right. There's a bit, so, I, I didn't know that. I thought I, I thought sodomy just meant you're a, a male homosexual, but it's, no, it's not. It's more than mm-mm. that. No, yep. That's why, you. you know, in in uh, in the New King James translation, which is the one that. Uh, Kerrigan, those guys prefer. Yeah. In New King James, it says homosexuals and sodomites. So it's interesting because I, I use the, the New King James for that re, that verse only, that, that mm-hmm. era, that um, first Corinthians 6, 9, and 12. I use it for that because it does mention, it differentiates between mm-hmm. homosexuals right. and sodomites. Yeah, me too. And that's and kind I of a ha- think, habit, I guess, because yeah. I appreciate And some people years, struggle so. with. Um, what is an abuser of themselves with mankind? Because it's, even though it's so simple, it's simple Anglo-Saxon one and two syllable words, right. it's still not language that we're used to hearing. And so right. it's to preach it, I, I use the New but King James. Many preachers I know, they will say, yeah, well, if you think about it, it is an abuse of body parts that, uh, yes. you know, it's unmentionable even. So, yeah, right. Okay, so that's you're off there, and so then and then how did um so I, I yeah I gave it to to my friend Randy. I backed out, and as I drove off, I looked over, and he was reading that thing just intent as can be. I love to really? do that. I love uh, yeah. Oh, and so yeah. God's word is going in there, right? It's all Bible verses. Yeah. So and then like I, I I'll tell people is listen, I I'm not trying to get you in my building. I don't want your money. No, my motives are pure, and I just want you to come to Christ because He's He's worth mm. it, and and you're worth it. So yeah, I don't know why Christians are so afraid of of sharing their faith. It's so it's, uh, such, it's such a simple I, thing. I, I feel guilty if I I sometimes I'll go back to the car after, and I'll sit. I could have said something to that kid. Right. I could have said something to that guy. I could have handed back the track. What was mm-hmm. wrong? What was wrong with you? And I sort of think I'm getting slack. Right. And I realize that I need a tune up when that happens, when I mm-hmm. walk past someone that I could have easily just right. given a track. Yep. You know, they're sitting in my car, I put mm-hmm. one in my pocket. I think Ray Comfort's got a, um, he, I think he says a $5,000 or $10,000. he will give someone, or is it a thousand? I'm not sure. A large amount of money. If they come, if they, if you find him and he hasn't got a track with him. Right. And one we, guy was out swimming with Ray and he said, I ah, got you. And he had a, he had a track in the swimming shorts. Yeah. Well, we we caught him, you know, EBC six, which is the um, there used to be the uh, great news network would put on these evangelism Bible courses or uh, they call them EBCs. But uh, we caught him. The whole crowd caught him. And I kind of was slow to the draw, but they they 
he was sharing with EZ, I think. Yeah. That's his, his son-in-law, son isn't it? Right. It's his son-in-law. Yeah. And so he's, he's talking with him and he, he, say, he says, uh, EZ, do you have a track? Because <laughs> he, he reaches his pocket, doesn't have any tracks. Oh. And then everybody caught it. Right? Everybody said, oh, you owe us Man. money. We, we caught you. Yeah. <laughs> well, EZ caught me without the tracks or something like that. I can't remember how he got out of it, but he slid out of it. So, but well, I, you as know, long I think, as you've got someone with you that's got a track, that's probably acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're on your own, so funny. Mm. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, I, I uh, it was that's good. Too, and in our whole we'll fellowship, we really uh, finally got uh, you know opinion kind of uh, turning to people being willing to role play and people being willing to watch the videos together as a group. You know, some people, oh, we've watched all the videos and I don't know how you do that. He's got thousands of them, but so, okay, let's watch well, all the, the right comfort ones. Yeah. All the right comfort videos. So he, he's got a bunches and bunches and bunches and bunches, bunches of videos. And, uh, you know, I, I think there's some things that he leaves out and mm. I don't care for his atonement view. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, the, using the law, it, it awakened me, you know, I was like, yes. five, five or six years in the faith and the yeah. law revived and I died and I returned to my first love. And so it was yeah. really, uh, a reawakening for me. I know I was born again in the first place, you know, in 96, but then I go to church and they're making, they're teaching all these things about, oh, y'all sin and thought, word and deed and sinful nature. And <laughs> boy, I'm, I know. Now, I was trying to share my faith. Now, so I would tell people in my family or friends, I say, you know, Jesus loves you. He, you know, he wants to save you. Oh, you have your religion. That's nice for you. But no, thanks. Uh, don't tell me any more about it. <laughs> tell them tell Jesus hates them and see how you get on. <laughs> right. You so, know, God, actually, I know some people think that Jesus loves you, but, you know, God, the Bible says God hates you, hates you. He hates you every day. Angry with the wicked every day. <laughs> have you ever- no, I haven't quite taken that. You want to try that? I'll, I'll give her a go. Uh, in see, fact, how, see if you get their you get their attention. Well, we do preach about that now. I we <laughs> preach about the hatred of God. You know, God hates a proud look. He hates the hands that shed innocent blood. And we'll explain. You know, those hands are attached to a person. And if he's gonna, <laughs> yeah, if he's gonna tear your hands up, he's gonna attach the person that's attached to those hands. That hatred. Mm. And, I've and got to say, I've never actually said that to someone one-on-one. <laughs> that would well, be crazy because when you've got an opportunity to talk to, to someone, that's probably the last thing you want to start off with. You, <laughs> you know, well, God actually hates you. Right. Yeah. God has a whole nature <laughs> for you. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that one-on-one. But, but it makes sense. It does mm. make sense to explain that God is holy and he, his hatred isn't like ours. You know, ours is murderous in our intents most times, uh, unless yes. we have, you know, an anger that, you know, be, uh, be angry and sin not. Uh, so it's possible to be angry, you know, have a righteous indignation about the abortionist yeah. or, you know, the homosexuals trying to take over the city or the state or the country. Or, oh, they've already mm. done that. Pervert our youth. Yeah. So pervert our youth. It, it mm. makes me angry. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I hate it and I absolutely despise mm. it. But at the same time, I have to have the same benevolent love God has toward them. I say, listen, God wants to save you from your sin. Yeah. He's angry at you. And so when you start, uh, he's going to demonstrate that anger in the future. 
and you think God just loves you no matter what you do, and he's got to accept you just the way you are. No, God does not have to accept you the way you are. You're pushing that agenda on everybody else. You're shoving your filthiness down our throats, but God does not accept that because that would make God unholy. Because he's the one in the first place that said, this is unholy. Don't do this to yourselves. And we see him demonstrating that hatred for those behaviors by firebombing Sodom and Gomorrah. I've heard many preachers say, well, you know, if God doesn't judge America or even the whole, all the nations of the earth now that are celebrating sodomy like this, then God owes Sodom and Gomorrah, the place where those, uh, you know, sulfur balls are still at rest. He owes everybody in Sodom and Gomorrah an apology for, for doing that to them. He, he burned them up and tortured them and killed them and didn't have a good reason because he loves everybody. So the world uh, almost always uh, misunderstands God's benevolent love and thinks that's just accepting love when it's not. Mm. It's just a, he's demonstrated, this is the best way to do it. And I tell Christians this all the time in the open air. You just tell them about that bloody love on the cross. God demonstrated love for us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. You have no appreciation of understanding that. If you did, you would repent right now. Yeah. <clears throat> That's the problem. You know, some of them, they weren't, it wasn't explained to them properly. Their parents didn't raise them properly, didn't raise, teach them to think critically, to examine the world around them and to, to take on that, which God has said is truth. You know, so I, I, even our own children, we, we struggle because they, they are getting, you know, uh, buffaloed by the world. The world systems are trying to influence them to think a different way. And some of them are. And uh, all I can do is come against that and pray for them and hope that they will change their mind because it's really serious when you, as I explained to one of my daughters today, listen, First Timothy 4.16, doctrine's essential to the salvation of your soul. So if I taught you a false doctrine, then, then you have to correct me. That's the Christian thing to do. That, you know, look, all these other verses that are going against what you're teaching us here. Can you explain that, please? Of course, that's not the issue. The issue is, well, I don't, I don't see God that way. I don't, I don't think God does that that way, or that's not my understanding of that. Come on. It, it, you have to, you're either going to delude yourself or you're going to just submit to the truth. So it's plain. When the Bible says awake to righteousness and do not sin, that's pretty plain. I don't know how you twist that, but people do. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to a preacher. Chris <laughs> listened to a preacher this morning about First John. He was saying, "Why do professing Christians defend sin so hard?" And of course, he answered. First John right. three eight and nine. Yeah, First John three eight and three. It's three seven to to eleven. Actually. Seven to eleven. Yeah. Yeah. So so why do Christians defend sin so much? Because they want to be justified in their sin. Yeah. So they're doing the, the very thing First John 1 is warning us not to do. I write these things to you that you, you would not sin. That's pretty plain. That's right. But they never say that. They say, oh, yes, but it says here, see, it says here, um, it says, but if we sin, we have an advocate, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Well, of course, they we, didn't, I mean, we they, agree with they that. Didn't, yeah, that's right, we do. That's right, but do they don't mention the first, but sin not. 
Yeah, the very next to... verse is, uh, you know, in chapter two, verses three and four, it says, if you, what does it say? If you, uh, not sin willfully, it's put another way. It says, I know him and, and continues to sin. Oh, that's not right. I'm going to look it up. First John. Isn't that Hebrews 10, 10, 26? That is in Hebrews 6, 4 to 6 also. But yeah. the one I'm wanting to refer to is First John chapter 2, verses 3 to 6, basically. All right. That we ought to conform her, so we ought to walk just as he walked, but not NIV. Mm. Are you kidding me? Give me the King mm -hmm. Jimmy. That, I just want to see the King James, please. <laughs> okay. um, do you, how do you, what do you say to believers? Because I've been shut down, you know, people say to me, you know, like, he doesn't hate homosexuals. He hates this sin, not homosexual. He hates the, the sin, not the, not the person. Yeah, well, what do you say to that? Well, that's a, I mean, it's a good question, but uh, sometimes I think it would be sincere, but I think oftentimes they're just justifying sin in their own lives. Mm. And, <clears throat> well, I asked them, and I struggled with this the first year as a Christian, mm. God, why do you throw people into fire and torture them forever and ever and ever? That seemed mm. like the most diabolical work of all things you could do. Okay, destroy them. They're done. They're not conscious anymore. But Jesus, you taught conscious gnashing your teeth in pain, torment forever and ever. The smoke of their torment will rise before God forever. Mm. Whoa. So why, why God would you do that? He said, well, uh, it doesn't seem very loving. I kept asking him. And he finally, I heard what he said. He said, well, because I'm just and I'm holy. And I've offered a way of salvation and they've rejected me over and over. And that is the unforgivable sin. I sent my son. And then after my son, my son sent the Holy Spirit to convict them of their unrighteousness. I programmed them with my law written in their hearts. So they know they're guilty and they know they need to come to Christ. And so the charade is done. You know, all, all the, all the face masks are pulled off. You no longer can pretend you're a good person. You're not. And, uh, and now because I'm holy, and you rejected the only way I could possibly save you. What more could I do but to send my own son in, in manifest in the flesh? God manifested himself in Christ Jesus in the flesh. Mm. And so there we are. Here's God on the earth walking around, living holy, and is going to be the sacrifice for mankind. For all. And he died for all, like First uh, John says. He's the propitiation for all of us. But for the whole mm -hmm. world, not for ours only, but for the whole world. And so there, uh, it, otherwise, could he hold him, uh, those ones that wouldn't believe, responsible? I asked my Calvinist friends that. So, so if, if God did not die for everybody, then why would he hold them responsible for this, this sin of rejecting the son? You follow what I'm saying? But because mm -hmm. he, he did die for them. His heart was to reconcile them. Now he could hold them responsible to that. Because mm. the law, the law never saves. The law only brings condemnation. And, 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 excuse me, and the law, like we've mentioned before, is a tutor to bring people to Christ. Yeah. Um, so there's a purpose for what, the law. And um, what do you say to your Seventh-day Adventist friends about well, they don't Hell believe. Far for yeah, they, for don't, they don't believe in eternal torment. They just oh, mm. they, they're just destroyed. 
Uh, well, what about Hitler? Doesn't he have a longer... Uh, they always say Hitler. What yeah. about Hitler? Well, Hitler has a longer time in fire before he's finally destroyed. So God's going to be more punishment. So, so then I'll ask him, well, okay, so you're, uh, you believe everybody that's a uh, believer in Christ and what he did for us on the cross is going to get eternal provision, bliss, and blessing and all that. Yes, we do. And don't you see that as partiality? Because God, why wouldn't he give you a limited eternity? Like he gives them a limited eternity mm. in hell in his punishment. And so somehow you've earned a limited, uh, unlimited blessing uh, versus their limited cursing. Mm. So God is impartial like that. He, he knows that we're all guilty. And the God of the seven day Adventists. Right. The God of the seven day Adventists. Mm. Yeah. So now we, have, we have seven. Uh, that's a good question. I, I now Mormons, I definitely know they're they're not converted. I no. believe some some of the Roman Catholics might be. You know, yeah, could be. Yeah. I, I met a few, and I go, "Why are you still in this church? Oh, this is our ministry field." Yeah, I to yeah, bring that's them what to I've the, come across to the new too. birth. So, mm. and go, but the Bible says to come out of her. Anyway, so. Yeah, they disobey in that area, but they are mm -hmm. doing their best. And uh, yeah. some of them I can't argue with. Uh, right. With I, I mean, I, I, in talking with them, I, I knew that this couple that I was talking to came out of Mass. I knew the Holy Spirit was in them. I knew it. Mm -hmm. by, by the way they were talking about the, oh, yeah, we've, we've been born again. We love the Lord, and we know Jesus died for us. And we know that the idolatry in this church is an abomination to God. We understand all that, but this is our wow, mission. That's here. really good. Yeah. That there's a verse in, is it um Revelation seventeen or eighteen with the whore of Babylon and it says come mm -hmm. out of her is that eighteen? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's really the it's probably the only verse that really is clear for them to come out. And they and God and the Lord Jesus does call them my brethren. Well the Bible tells us have have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. So Mm. Oh, and, that's true. And from their point of view, they would say, "Well, we're, we're not worshiping these idols. We're not, but you're still partaking in the mass. You can't convince mm. me they're going in and not taking mass." Though I did not I mean to be fair to them, I did not ask them that question. I was so uh, confounded, maybe uh, perplexed, um, that here's this you know God show me this couple, and they were very nice, and and I knew they were born again of the Holy Spirit. But they're still remaining in, in this abominable church that I, you know, my, my family and my wife's family are both uh, Roman Catholics. They're not even practicing Roman Catholics. If practicing could save you, they're not even that. Mm. And so, they, you know, church twice a year, Christmas and Easter, that's it. And uh, name and, in, and weddings. Yeah, yeah Roman <laughs> Catholics in name only. <laughs> yeah, like that could help. But a nominal, a nominal Christian, uh, the Anglicans used to say, oh, "I was a nominal Christian." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> My father was an Anglican. Same right. thing, just a tradition. He's just a label he put mm. on himself, right? Not really yeah. understanding anything. But sorry, I've sidetracked you a wee bit. Hmm? You're talking about um, eternal, eternal fire. Is yes. it forever? Mark chapter nine, you know, Mark right. chapter nine, start verse 43 and on, I think the 45 or 46, Jesus, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off your eye, yeah. pluck it out, your foot, cut it off. Better for you to enter into life main than to go to, you know, go to hellfire hole where there's weeping, wailing, gnashing of teeth, etc. 
where your worm doesn't die and the fire is not put out in the seven day events will say, well, no, the fires aren't put out, but you know, the people are burned up and destroyed. And of course they'll appeal to many verses in the old Testament. What about your worm doesn't die? Right. I mean, what, what is that conscious torment? Is, is that worm your consciousness? Uh, what is that worm or is it you? You're the worm. And I don't know. I don't know, but I don't want to know. <laughs> I, no. don't, I don't want to know. And the I'm smoke afraid. of your torment. Well, why is there smoke if you're not, if there's no burning going on? Right. Right. Yep. Because they say, oh, that's just the smoke. Of, yep. You know, yeah, it doesn't matter. Been, you're being they're, they're no longer conscious. God, God would be. They judge God uh, unholy for being the way he described himself in the Bible. Yeah. In other words, not, they're, they're you know, nicer but, than God. Their theology is nicer than God. Yeah. They don't know God. They don't know God. Right. Mm. That's the problem. So, um, you know, they, they talk about the new birth and they have this tradition. And, of course, Ellen G. White, the founder of their sect, uh, false prophetess. She she was a yeah. liar, and she had many copyright violations. Plagiarist, right? So she mm-hmm. violated all mm-hmm. kinds of not just biblical writings, but commentaries of of uh, Christian leaders of her time. And she came out mm-hmm. of the, I think the Millerites. The Millerites were a group that were date setting. They had set a couple dates, and finally the pastor, this guy Miller, uh, repented. And he said, well, Jesus, we're not supposed to set dates and we've gotten it wrong twice and we're going to stop right here. We repent. Well, she mm. broke off of that. And guess who else broke, broke off of that? Oh, that? don't tell me. Um, the, um, the, the JW. Charles Taze Russell. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Nothing Charles. good's come out of America in the 19th century, brother. Charles Sorry. Taze Russell came out of that. So <laughs> Sorry to tell you. No, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I disagree in this sense. I know that there were circuit riders with the, the Wesleyan. Oh, Methodist. well, yeah. I don't mean that. I mean, uh, you know, like as far as the Bible, it's a Semitic book, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So they were traveling, preaching all through the Ohio Valley, Tennessee Valley, yeah. back where yeah. I live here. You know, yeah. there was a, a McGlone Creek revival. Let me see if I can find a link for that. So <laughs> there's a McGlone Creek reunion every year. I tell you what, just before you go on, the, um, the, as far as the gospel goes in New Zealand, where I am, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was missionaries that, that brought the, you know, the gospel. I think it was um, Colenso who uh, he actually brought the first printing priest in New Zealand and mm-hmm. um, printed sort of, you know, books of the Bible into Maori. They translated the book of Luke, for example, into, into Maori. And um, there's a, um, it's quite interesting, but the, the main people that, took the gospel around New Zealand were former cannibals, huh. not the Maori people themselves, were the, were the, were the big um, evangelists in this country in the 1800s, huh. 1830s. Wow. Incredible. I've got a little booklet here. It's, it's a story called um, Tarori's Story. It's about this little girl who was um, killed in one of these, these hunting parties came and she was killed. But her father became a Christian and after reading the Gospel of Luke in Maori. Hmm. And um, anyway, the people that were that actually killed her, one of the guys that killed her, he, he came and, um, and repented and apologized to the family. And they, and they went all around instead of wanting to. I, I know that's right. The person that um, the father, instead of he became a Christian, instead of wanting Utu revenge, hmm. um, he went and uh, preaching the gospel, wow. and and a lot of people were saved. Incredible, 
story. It's a little booklet I've got here. It came in the post, actually. It's mm. called Hope for All. I'm not sure who it's put out. It's probably put out by the Seven Day Adventist. <laughs> oh, I don't know if it is. It doesn't say that it is. But, um, it's, a, it's an interesting, a good little book, a good story. And so, yeah, I didn't, real, I didn't realize myself that, that the role that Maori played in spreading the gospel in New Zealand. Mm. I thought it was. Even, I became a Christian through a Maori, actually. Mm. Maori mm. Evangelist, 1969. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And so, so your family were involved in, in missionary work. Oh, I don't know that. I, I oh. just know that there was a McGlone Creek revival. I can't find any links to it now. But oh, okay. in Carter County, which is northeastern Kentucky, there's a place called McGlone Creek. And uh, I don't even know if they're, I don't think they're direct descendants. We had people, my descendants came in through Maryland, Virginia, North Carolina, Tennessee, and Kentucky. So I have family members all spread throughout that, that area. Mm, Donegal, that's it. Oh, Donegal. Okay. Yeah, County Donegal. So there's a lot of fishing villages along the coast there. Yeah. Which explains why I love cod so much. My flesh loves cod. <laughs> we like cod too here in the South Island, particularly blue cod. Oh boy. It's just. I'll tell you a little story about blue cod. Go ahead. When I was 13, I went on a Christian camp to a, a bay called Titarangi Bay, and it's at the top of the Marlborough Sound, which is at the top of the north the south island the tip of the south island of new zealand mm-hmm. and it's, it's a place called marlborough marlborough sounds and so it was about a five-hour boat boat ride on this old boat out right out to this some um, place called titarini bay and it was owned by a christian family who were sheep farmers and um they we one day we went out fishing and i had a hand line i think it was an 80 pound breaking strain quite a big heavy thing and um in the morning there was people all around me catching cod you know, just cod being hauled up, and I couldn't catch anything. And I and I, I tried and tried, and I only caught three in the morning. And then in the afternoon, I sort of got the hang of it. I just got to lift it slightly off the off the bottom, I, and then I just that. had the right. And I caught fifty four cod in the afternoon wow. on my handline. <laughs> and how much do you and, think? What what were they weighing a piece? You think? Oh, they were huge compared to because I've been back to the same area fishing on a mm. charter boat and um they were just little little things these were massive i reckon i reckon they were some of the four or five pounds so mm. quite big whereas the biggest one we got was only sort of like one or two one and a half two two pounders but um i couldn't believe it and we had fish for breakfast fish for lunch and fish for dinner mm-hmm. blue cod so i sort of I probably didn't appreciate it but i couldn't believe it how I, I could i just just the way i was holding my mouth or something i don't know i <laughs> well, I got the hang of it, and I was getting pretty good, and I was just like hauling them up. <laughs> blue cod. They, do they call them blue cod? Where you're from? Or oh, in in Ireland, I should say. Oh, I don't know. Probably a different know. type of cod. Yeah, fishing for men now, aren't we? Yeah, that's isn't that good news. You follow Jesus, right. follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. So we were fishers talking about men. that last night at the meeting, and, and uh, it's okay. You can put all different kinds of of uh, bait, lures you, you can fish with, um, but you must have the hook. You know, Ray said this years ago, you must have the hook oh, of the law. Right. That's really those, important. Those two passages, uh, I think it's Psalm 917 or 197, uh, whichever one, there, I think it's Psalm 9, uh, 917. Uh, yeah. The law is perfect, converting the soul. And then we have in Galatians 3, we have uh, the law as a tutor to bring us to Christ. So 
those two yeah. verses by themselves, and I, I don't mean to cherry pick, of course, there's other issues there that, you know, sorrowing, that's important, understanding what sin is, understanding how holy God is, and that he's going to commit uh, judgment to the, he has committed judgment to the son for the whole world for all of time, and that should create a fear of God. And when that uh, it does, it, it, it's the beginning of wisdom. Yeah. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Right. And so it's there. It just has to be awakened the right way. And men, being respecter of men instead of respecter of God, uh, they they will think of any way except that way. They don't want to talk about sin. No, no, no. We just want to talk about the love of God. We just want to just tell yeah. them that Jesus loves them. Uh, Jesus loves you. And yeah. He has a he wonderful plan for, for your you. life. Oh, it's putrid, yeah. brother. Yeah. You mean the, the wonderful plan of uh, you know that god has for our lives is to die to get sick and die that's a wonderful plan well, god wants to give us life he wants to heal us eternally so that when this body gets laid down which it has to yeah. uh, when this carnal body gets laid down we get a new body we get a new a new place we get to be with him that's wonderful that's, that truly is good news but the way they try to explain it out of respect for fellow human beings that's really the mm. problem. And that's why God says, and I can't remember where the verse is. Maybe you can help me with that. But he says, what, what men love, God hates. And the things that God loves, men hate. Mm. But God loves the truth told. He just wants it plainly told. It's so simple, bro. Yeah. We're criminals. God's holy. And we need to repent uh, and change our mind about our criminality and change our mind about how holy and eternal uh, God is and his love, his love is conditioned on a proper response. So when people say things, it. yeah, they, they say this trite thing, oh, uh, we don't want religion. We just want a relationship with Jesus. Uh, mm. But we all sin every day in thought, word, and deed. <laughs> mm. Okay, well, you're, you're, uh, is that the kind of relationship you have with your wife? You go off and handle a hooker for a, a night or two, and you come home and say, honey, I'm, I'm ready to, to shack up with you. No, it's a, that's just wicked. It's just nasty to even say that. Mm. You know, that's uh, how would Jesus be lying when he says, well done, thou good and faithless servant? Well done, thou <laughs> oh, good that's and right. right. That's I mean, right. it's either we're, we're going to determine, we're going to set our, our heart and our course to obey him and love him, or we're not. Do you think and they think endure to the end means that you've got to just put up with your rotten self <laughs> do you think that's what it means <laughs> putting up with the, with the temptation and succumbing to it they'll, they'll say as well you know brother if it gets so bad that i'm going to turn away from from god he'll kill us i say so you're saying that that death will save you instead of the blood of christ delivering you saving you from your sin there's yeah. a Bible verse that says that Christ came to save his people from their sin. From their sins, yeah. yeah not not, not, Jesus came to save us while we keep on sinning and there's no mm. change and there's no new man, no new nature. Mm. Okay, so if, if I concede the old nature, which I, I do, I mean, we all have an, an old man that we deal with, right? And we would need yeah. to mortify the deeds of the flesh. So yeah, we all deal with that practice in that that uh, i think the greek word is physis but it can mean the way god made us the way he constituted us or and it can mean the way we practice for example mm. when i was 13 i wanted to impress a little girl in high school 
and she was a smoker. I said, oh, I'll just pick up smoking and I'll be able to be cool and hang out with her in the smoking area. Mm. So I'm sucking smoke into my mouth and trying to breathe it out of my nostrils so it looks like I'm actually smoking. It's the most horrendous thing. My body is like, <laughs> what in the world are you doing, you idiot? Oh, no. I'm doing this little thing for a couple of weeks. And finally, I say, you know what? I need to learn how to really do this. So I sat down with a couple, couple packs of marble green, and I got myself so sick, but I learned how to smoke. And I was then addicted to that thing for 23 years. Here I had all this admiration and I, I did this detestable thing to my body, which my body rejected. That's the point I'm making. So I have a she got you hooked on cigarettes. Yeah, so I have a new nature. My new nature is I love to ingest three thousand poisons and tar and nicotine Smoke. into my body every uh. fifteen or twenty minutes. Uh, wow. that's stupid. When yeah. you know before that, I was a pretty athletic young guy and played soccer i could play soccer for five six hours i loved playing soccer tennis right i wasn't very good at football i mean american football you know but uh well well one more topic we should pick up uh, mm -hmm. i had a an experience with the uh, top manager of our plant he All right. uh, yeah we've been going back and forth in email and i've been because the first time i had a it was a little heated debate on the, the plant floor. He took about 20 minutes of my time then too, but um, he was demanding sources. And so I oh. gave him sources. I gave him title 42 of the United States code, which says that uh, pharmaceutical companies are not responsible for any civil liabilities for injury or deaths from vaccines. And that We've goes got the back, time here. Yeah. That goes back to 1988 brother. Yeah. So you people have been complicit with these pharmaceutical giants all these years. People have been getting injured and killed. And we, uh, I don't think I mentioned it last time we talked, but there's a vaccine reporting system uh, in America that we have with the CDC. And it's on their website. You can check it out. And the news was released, I think it's last week. But they had, as of last week, they had over 95, excuse me, 4,500 deaths directly attributed to COVID shots and for over 4,500 near deaths attributed oh, wow, to that's COVID a lot. shots. That's huge because the year before, it was like 150 deaths from vaccines, all vaccines, okay? So this thing is, is huge. That's over a 2,500% increase in mortality or near mortality and then on top of that, they had a third category, which included the first two. And this is people that had severe reactions, okay? Severe reaction mm -hmm. means things like they couldn't work for an indeterminate amount of time. It might be a day, it might be a week or a month, but they couldn't work. And they had to have health care. Over 260,000 of those people. And so when mm -hmm. I met this top manager on, uh, on the plant floor and he took uh, 15 minutes of my time while I'm, you know, I'm on the clock. And he said, don't worry about it. I said, that's fine. And uh, he was so, well, you know, I, I didn't, uh, you know, we escalated up the chain of command. It came back down the chain of command. It's really the same responses that I've already given to you. I said, well, you're not dealing with the information that I gave you and neither are they, are they, because our first uh, discussion about this was, where are your sources? I give you the sources. There are scientific sources. That was one of them, uh, or excuse me, legal uh, sources or scientific. So it's science to look at the number of people that have died and say, well, there's a, 
2,500% increase. That's a mathematical science. Science is just knowledge. And mm-hmm. so these, you know, these lab coat warriors, they want, uh, you know, to think that they have this high intellect and we all should just count out of that. But, but people, you know, they have, should I say common sense? If you tell them uh, what's going on and you show them things like this and they begin to wonder, and, uh, you know, they're, they're, they've all been conditioned, you know, the mainstream media has been conditioning them for a couple of years now. Hate Trump, love vaccines, hate Trump, uh, put your mask on, hate Trump. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the yeah. same yeah. beat, you know, same beat of the drum over and over and over yeah. again. And then pretty soon it's truth. It's just the truth. But the great danger of this thing, and I haven't watched the video yet, though I, I would uh, send you a link to it, brother, but uh, a sister in Christ told me about it last night. And she said that the, the spike protein that's part of the vaccine, the mRNA, uh, yep. it, it's like a nanobot. It goes in there and starts constructing DNA or reconstructing them a certain way. Mm-hmm. And it uh, directly affects the red blood cells. And it yeah. turns them into a COVID-looking, instead of being round, like blood cells are normally just round, they bounce off each other. These are spiky. Now they're spiky and the spikes like or Velcro and they attach to each other. And so people, excuse me, are dying from blood clot problems, strokes, pulmonary embolisms, uh, you know, all kinds of things are happening. You imagine that our systems are being clogged up by the very thing that's supposed to be curing us or protecting us. Right. And uh, so I've got to watch that video. It's, it's very compelling information that that's what's happening with this mRNA. And, and of course, it, it's affecting people at different rates. And I think there's four major manufacturers. So they're all, all their systems are affecting people at different rates as well. So we have 9,000 dead in the US or near dead and 4,500 and 4,500 dead or near dead. And we've only been shooting people up since January. Okay, so in six months. So by the, yeah, by, the end, yeah, by the end of the year, it'll be 9,000 dead and 9,000 near dead, statistically mm-hmm. speaking, if people you know, keep getting vaccines at the same rate. And here's another added unknown, and that is this is a voluntary reporting system. Yeah, that's right. There's so a great percentage higher. of people that wouldn't even yeah. get reported. Oh, they, yeah. they had a heart attack and they died in a car wreck. So the car wreck killed them, not not the not the uh, blood clot that hit their brain. Or they're doing heart. exactly the opposite of what they did when they're reporting on COVID itself. Very astute, brother. That's exactly mm. right. So mm. when they're when they're creating the the pandemic, when they're creating the problem, the emergency, they're reporting things like motorcycle deaths as COVID deaths, and yeah. now that people are actually dying from the shot, they're reporting it as something else or not reporting it at all. And you think of all the people, maybe they're single, they don't have any family members, they just die. And the coroner says, okay, toe tag for you, and off you go to the freezer. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, uh, we've had different coroners through, through the country, I don't know about New Zealand, but here in America, that have written open letters. We, we are not able to do our job right. We are, we're told not to report things the way we know they are. Yeah. So that... That's good. They're the same, yeah. Uh, good some of them are saying that and but all the doctors should be saying this all the corners should be saying this this is this is wrong 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 
And, uh, but they're cowards. They want to keep their system. They want their paycheck. They want to keep their license. Yep. And so they, you know, we have a, a, a local doctor who is a Christian who served our family for years. And uh, I asked him years ago, I said, brother, I said, what, what about these vaccines for these children? Was, what about the, the neurotoxins, the mercury, the formaldehyde, all these things that are in the vaccines? He said, well, I can't really explain that. It's a good point, but, but except that they're supposed to be preservatives. I'm going, brother, these are infants are being put in danger. And you would, you would never put neurotoxins into an infant uh, knowingly, right? But, but wait a minute, that's what you're doing. Just be honest. That's, that's what you're doing. And I didn't get that deep in the conversation with him, but it's really disappointing um, to see that in people professionally, right? They should know better and they don't want to take a stand against unrighteousness because Hey, it might cost them their job or their license. It, it will cost them their job. Yeah, that's right. We've only got 40 doctors in New Zealand that have come out against the um, vaccine rollout, the mm-hmm. COVID-19 vaccine rollout. Only 40 doctors. Right. How there's a lot more there? that are yeah. against it. Oh, there's thousands. But there's, there's, there's a lot more that are against it, but they're not. They're too frightened. They're too frightened and they're not brave enough to stand, make a stand and say, this should not be happening. Right. Only 40 are prepared to put their job on the line, their license on the line. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, uh, from, from my little, you know, it's funny where we work, we have this little mascot. It looks just like the Minions, right? The, the Minion, you know, the Minion movies, the little uh, kind of round characters, or I don't know what mm-hmm. you call them, but they look like little ghosts. But they're called Minions, and uh, they're just, mm-hmm. so that's our, that's our mascot. So we have all these little, minion pictures and we get little pins and stuff and they don't call them minions of course but that's what they are i mean that's what we are you know we're just little minions uh, for, the, for jeff bezos uh, and uh, are you allowed to mention his name <laughs> oh i've i've, I've told them. <laughs> i said i said last time i was at hr I, oh i just oh i shouldn't you'll have to cut that out brother yeah okay you have to edit that out please because yeah. i'll i'll i will I'm oh, well. being a coward now. No, don't don't edit it. I've actually had I'm, to edit it. I'm going to be before. brave. I'm going to be brave. Oh, I've edited it before that you work for Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I I I think my days are there, are numbered there anyway. But well, I'll wait till they're over before I I don't want to be responsible for it. Yeah. Well, you know, if they fire me for you know for unjust cause, I'm I'm definitely going to fight it, and not just mm-hmm. that, but I'll I'll be in front of that plant regularly too so um, well you haven't said anything derogatory about the company no i haven't well their policy that's the problem so they have a they have a policy that uh, they wouldn't want me speaking negatively about and it involves our healthcare. Oh. well there's the other thing you know that it's like we're supposed from the nuremberg there's a long history of this but the nuremberg trials the tribunal this is an international military tri- tribunal that ruled that patients have uh, a right to informed choice. They have a right to hear the information and decide whether or not they want it for their bodies. They want it for their health. No doctor. Thank you. I don't want a lobotomy today, Dr. Mengele. Thank you very much. I'll skip that uh, in my treatment. 
And, uh, well, that's what Mengler was doing, wasn't he? Right, Basically, what they want to do to us today is what Mengler was doing. That's exactly right. Same spirit behind it. Of course, the devil, yeah. he's the one influencing them, right? Mm. So there's nothing new in his head of devilish tricks, but uh, he wants to do the same thing and uh, that uh, Mengler was doing like in the other doctors of death at that time. So, so there's a ruling, there's a jurisprudence that we can apply across every nation. There's a very huge event, um, uh, internationally speaking, that every country should recognize, right? That the, the Nazi Germans were responsible for millions of deaths and, and uh, through their experimentation. Well, the same thing's happening. They're trying to figure out a way to kill us all, whether it's vaccines or chemtrails or any uh, fluoride in the water, chlorine in the water, I mean, uh, processed foods. I saw a story uh, yesterday about a Subway. They weren't even sure if the tuna that Subway was serving is oh. actual tuna because it doesn't have any DNA of tuna in it. Oh, no. Not could be joking. seagull. Right. <laughs> could, be, could be seagull or anything. Wow. Could, could, be, could be anything anyway. So... Um, it tastes like tuna, of course, but you know, I keep oh, they can having... put flavoring in there. Oh, yeah. flavoring. You put chemical flavoring in it. And mm. uh, so a friend of mine who was telling me about these acorns, uh, smoked acorns, right? And uh, it looks like they come from Appalachia or something. And, and uh, I said, my brother, I wonder, because they're, they're not produced in China, they're manufactured in China, acorns. Uh-huh. So production and, oh, and manufacturing. No. Oh, that means they're not real. So, yeah, I'm thinking, well, they're taking some kind of whatever, uh, something and 3D printing it. <laughs> right? They make rice out of plastic in China. And then they just uh, soak it in some kind of acorn uh, chemical, acorn flavoring chemical. And that's acorns now. And you could apply that across the board for all this processed food that we're getting mm. from China. The love of money. Oh, yeah. They, they just love money. That's they love like, money. I'm, I'm, I'm generally speaking, mm-hmm. the Chinese, oh, yeah. they oh, just yeah. love money. They love money. That's right. All about money. They'll, they'll poison baby cereal, mm. baby formula just mm. to make money. Right. Insane. But, yeah. uh, I, and, and it goes across racial lines. So, I mean, that, that creed is across, you know, Rothschild is not Chinese. No, but that, that's communism for you. That's godless right. communism. That's right. There's no moral standard. So yeah. I've seen grotesque pictures of Chinese uh, eating baby soup. Oh, and, no. uh, oh, yeah. Horrifying. And of course, they organ, uh, organ donor, what's it called? Organ napping, uh, organ harvesting, where they'll yeah. take and, you know, pull right. somebody's lungs, kidneys. Uh, liver, just pull all this stuff out of them, kill them, and give it to the highest bidder, you know. Mm. And uh, brutal, brutal, brutal. Do you think Do you think that's what they're doing in, in you know, countries, our countries with baby parts, you know, abortion? And that's why they want, they're allowing full-term abortions. They'll allow a baby to be on the table and not allowed to help it. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how, how deep that goes. I know We've the got the worst in, in the world. Yeah, the guy that made the videos against Planned Parenthood where they were selling uh, parts, you know, organ parts of babies for research, 
DNA research and that kind of thing, um, they got busted. I mean, it's just plain and simple, but what, what did California do? They turned around and they completely stomped on that guy legally. I don't, I think he's still trying to come out from underneath that legal uh, harassment, but I mean, he had them cold to rights. There's no way you could say, well, just because an undercover video doesn't mean he did something wrong. You don't, you don't have to reveal that Not in California. You don't. And so, but somehow the legal system found out a way to persecute him anyway. And they did uh, found him guilty. That's that's so it typical. Yeah. That's been a couple, three years ago. And there should have yeah. been complete outrage at every level of government from both sides of the, the aisle from the Democrats and the Republicans, but there wasn't, you know, uh, there was some whimpering from the Republicans, but nothing really done about it. And so this poor schmuck is, he's the, he's the sacrificial goat and, uh, mm gets slam dunk for trying to do the right thing and i think i think the fellow's roman catholic i don't know so i appreciate the roman catholic's desire to save yeah babies. actually um, there's roman catholics in our country that are fighting hard against abortion yeah harder than most professing christians yeah way harder that's a that's a good fruit and it's a bad fruit from the uh, american church too mm. i mean we if you can get one hundredth of one percent of the people that go to church out there on the street it's it's uh, an amazing thing. So mm. like for Denver pride, I think we have uh, maybe six or seven preachers will be out there against thousands and thousands and thousands of homosexuals. So it shouldn't be that way. Should it? it shouldn't be. I mean, uh, the churches will, yeah, I was up in Louisville pride about uh, probably four or five years ago. So it's a while back. And I think we counted 32 or 33 churches marching with them. Marching with them? Marching with them. Oh. Yeah, LGBTQ people. Oh, we've accepting. actually got um, homosexual churches here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lesbian and homosexual churches. Right. I was thinking of doing a bit of preaching outside them. That's a good idea. But watch mm. out. They're very tolerant and loving. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen. I was just going to say to you, you be careful tomorrow, won't you? Right. Yeah. Mm. No, sure, no, you no. need to be. I've seen Jesse Morel getting beaten around a bit. Mm. I mm. didn't see that. Well, I well, mean, not, I've seen not, him. No, yeah, you don't mean yeah. lately. You just mean you've seen it, yeah. Just getting buffeted. Mm. Oh, well, that's great, brother. It was good to catch up with you. Yes, sir. I appreciate um, you. And, uh, appreciate your prayers yeah. and your listeners, too. Yeah. So. If they would lift uh, all all the, the pride parades worldwide that are going on mm. this month, and the preachers that will go to try and call them to repentance and faith in Christ, and it seemed like a Goliath and a David kind of situation. Some people that I was preaching with, oh, it'll be a long time ago when we first started doing that, but. Um, recently oh within the last three three years mm-hmm. um i was preaching against uh, homosexuality and there was a young chinese guy listening to me mm-hmm. and then one of the other brothers came up and started talking to him and um and then after i finished i, I sort of came and joined and the brother was telling him you know um the the, the guy was convicted the chinese guy was convicted that mm-hmm. He was he was he believed in Jesus Christ and he was frightened that he was going to go to hell because he's homosexual, mm-hmm. he's gay. He was saying, yeah. yeah. And the brother said, "Well, um, 
and I said, and I said to him, yeah, you need to repent of it. You need to stop it. And um, and the brother that I was supposed to be, we're supposed to be on the same team. He said, oh, oh no, no, you know, you can't say that. You know, we're all sinners, mm, like that. Right. Yep. And uh, so that was um, that was time to go for me. Oh. Time to move to some, <laughs> another group. Doctrine has consequences, doesn't it? God mm. bless you and keep you, and may His face shine upon you. And I look forward to talking with you next week and sharing yeah. with you about what happened in Denver, Lord willing. That'll be great. I look forward to hearing about that. Thank you, brother. Thank you. You're listening to Liberty NZ on podbean.com. I'm Grant Edwards, and look forward to catching up with John McClone next week.